0: Does this sound all right? Where, yeah, are, your, man, where are your mics?
1: Mine's uh, mine's right next to my balls. That's so why it sounds so scratchy.
0: <laughs> to be fair <laughs> I'd rather listen to your nuts. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Not Another Whiskey Podcast, our first episode of 2023. Uh, Happy New Year, and I hope everyone and all of their whiskey dreams come true this year, and uh, who knows what's going to happen, who knows. My name is Daz Haldane, your co-host for this episode, guided as always by my very dear friend, Mr. Mitch Beschard, and you might have picked up as another voice
2: in the room. Yeah, we'll get onto that in just a second, though. Um, Happy New Year to
1: all our listeners how was your Christmas and New Year, Daz? Mine? Oh, mate, mine was class. Really good. We had a fake Christmas on the 22nd, uh, which was really good. Uh, it was kicked off with, uh, I'm actually drinking it just now, a wee at 10, smoky one, uh, and some oysters, and then we just had a few drinks throughout the day. It was class. And then actually on Christmas Day itself, I just got a takeaway. It was really good. <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. What about you, man? What was happening?
2: That was all good. Uh just did it up in Side, so I actually moved up to Side four days before Christmas. I don't Recommend to anyone moving house four days before Christmas. It sucks ass big time, uh, but apart from that, it was fantastic. So all we'll moved on in, into space right now, which is kind of cool. Uh, you had a white here. Christmas then? Yeah, it was. It was a little bit. It was like Boxing Day. I think we got some snow, so it was like yeah. a day late. But aside from that, it was fantastic. So yeah, all good, man. All good. Um, so we're gonna kick this show off, but before we do that, I want to address the elephant in the room. For those astute listeners amongst you, you would have noticed that this episode is titled Dropping a Bombshell. So we're going to do that later in the show. We've got some massive news about the podcast moving into 2023. Uh, So keep listening for what's going to happen. But before we get into that, as Daz alluded to, we've got a special guest who's joining us today, Mr. Nicholas Palaki, who is on the line all the way from the US of A. Nicholas, welcome to the show, my man.
0: Gentlemen, thanks very much. Great to see you both. And when you said uh, elephant in the room, I will admit that at first I thought you were talking about you holding a lot of Christmas weight. So I'm glad <laughs> you clarified this about bombshell.
1: Yeah, you know, it was when we jumped on earlier and that you, you, you said to Mitch, you're looking well. That's kind of code in Scottish, isn't it? For put on a wee bit of weight over the last wee while <laughs> You're looking healthy. No,
0: I genuinely meant as like, oh, you look pretty good, mate.
1: I don't believe that for
2: a second. <laughs> that's, see, that's the cynical Scotsman coming out in you daz versus the the nice part of of Nicholas being in America for so long where you compliment people and you don't fucking take the piss out of them hi <laughs> there's just... nothing like
1: a good backhanded compliment is there come on
0: <laughs> my mother's wrote, written a book about them by the way she wants to read it
2: <laughs> right anyway so for those who uh, are listening and may have had the unfortunate pleasure of meeting nicholas <laughs> i'll give you a little recap uh so this fine fella And I met back in 2010, I think it was, Nick, when we both started working together for William Grant & Sons. We actually moved out to L.A. at the same time when you took on the Balvenie ambassador role, as I started with Glenn Fiddick, uh, which was kind of fun times. I remember literally we went to California in the middle of summer, uh, moved to, you were in Santa Monica, I was down in Newport Beach, and we kind of turned around to our bosses and went, so what do you want us to do during the summer months? And I think at that point in time, there was no real plan for, like whiskey ambassadors in california they're like well (laughs) basically why don't you just go around bars and uh buy everyone glenfiddich and balveni so that's what we proceeded to do for the entire summer which got a little bit messy to to say the (laughs) least right i mean yeah i remember like it was literally we'd be doing a bottle of whiskey a night almost going out it it was insane
0: Yeah, it Um, uh, (laughs) it was something else yeah, I had to bring crazy. my stunt liver when I first moved out there, so I'm glad I brought my stunt liver. That was, that was fun. <laughs> Mate,
2: but you, actually, you, you went through five. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> but prior actually to, to that match, I actually met Daz first. So hmm. Daz and I predate you. I know, we do. I do, every, I do. I do. How did you guys mean?
1: I was with Bacardi, right?
0: <laughs> That's correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was working in bars and Nick was running events and. These uh, B parties, wasn't it? It was the sort of music DJ, sort of Bacardi yeah. nights. Mm-hmm.
0: So if you want to talk about insane, at least, Mitch, when you and I went out, we actually drank alcohol. <laughs> when you went to a Bacardi <laughs> party, there wasn't much Bacardi being drank, funnily <laughs> enough.
1: There was lots of bottles of water. <laughs>
0: there was lots of <laughs> bottles of water being drank. Oh, and...
2: I, I thought you guys were to say you were drinking Bacardi breezes all the time. That would no, matter, right? it, was, it was insane. Let's
0: it would be a lot, of, a, a lot of kind of underground nightclub, heavy DJ sets and I mean it was amazing like some of the stuff we got to do was fantastic right across the, right across the world but you know we put on DJ sets and you know have like Shaka Khan come and sing vocals over the top of it and really kind of famous kind of musicians would come and play along and then they put Daz behind the bar and all hell would break loose <laughs> it, was
1: actually, it was actually Stu Bale and he roped me into it he was like Tom, come and do this event and give me a hand making some drinks and it was carnage it was good though it, it was, was good fun, fun. Yeah.
0: yeah so yeah so we read it back and then we've all kind of like crossed paths i think as well from from different businesses and i ended up doing some consultancy work with uh white mckay on jura and dalmore out in the states and Daz was working with those guys so we got to kind of put the band back together there.
1: and he even just before that remember i i just missed you at McAllen in Edrington because you oh, so you, you, did. Were, you were working with uh, david cox that's right. those guys back then, and um, so I'd, I'd heard your name many times at Edrington and all good things. Well, 95% of it was
0: good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was a younger man back then. Maybe not all the decisions were the smartest, but yeah, it was fun. Actually, working yeah. at Edrington's brilliant. McAllen's such a fantastic whisky. You know, actually, my, I, I loved visiting the guys and the team out at Highland Park. And I know I've heard you guys speak about going up to Orkney and, and, and seeing that yourselves my favorite whiskey under that umbrella was definitely Glenrothes and still to this day and you can tell from the wall of whiskeys behind me that I'm a big yeah. Glenrothes fan and still like to, to kind of drink that dram so yeah.
2: yeah it's kind of it's kind of weird we've got this like a uh, whiskey three-way thing going on here wait did I just make that even weirder than it sounded I think well, you might have. Well, <laughs> you can put your have. clothes
0: back on to start that would help <laughs> come
2: on man it's <laughs> a podcast. no one can see, see apart from you the do. three of us yeah. what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so well, I mean, Nicholas, let's talk about what what you're doing now, right? So you've yep. uh, you've gone solo. You've got your own Japanese whiskey. Let's talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, thanks much. Yeah, we launched Shibui in uh, December, November, December of 2020, which, as you can imagine, is the perfect time to launch a whiskey brand in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> when you can't get out to any bars or restaurants, and liquor stores don't know how to open the doors yet. So that was actually part of our strategic marketing plan to launch in the middle of a pandemic. So I think we nailed it. So, you know, <laughs> credit <laughs> where credit is due. Well done. Well done. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> uh, so we, we'd spent about four and a half, five years going out uh, as myself, two partners, uh, Lauren and Rachel Simmons, and and Brett Lugo as well, who's part of our design team and a partner in the business. And Myself and Lauren had kind of gone back and forth in and out of Japan and found uh, a handful of really exceptional distilleries. And the way that we wanted to do it was really kind of celebrate this kind of art of blending and see if we can bring the weird and the wonderful from Japan back out to to, to the United States and the rest of the world. So we launched um and in 2020, and it's been, you know, last two years have been fantastic. So uh, we've got um some blends that we do in Niigata, Japan. Actually, we were just out in October visiting the distillery in Niigata and in Okinawa. But the distillery in Niigata is something else. It's just a beautiful little property. It's a father and son uh, team that we work with out there. And, um, you know, 40% of the distillery operates on solar power, which is pretty cool. It's right in a farm at the Japanese Sea and it's just a really beautiful actually it really reminded me of Scotland funny enough it made me homesick it reminded me so much of Scotland really. when I was there <laughs> yeah, it's re- really odd um and then we went to Okinawa where we've got you know three distilleries currently that we work with but one major distillery with Masahiro that we really kind of partner with and the way that we do it is that we you know we we go into the existing warehouses and we've we've kind of Drawn out the casks that we wanted to marry together and blend together and finish and do some weird and wonderful things with to create the whiskies that would become Shibui. So it really is a partnership, you know. We've laid down fifteen-year stocks uh, currently and and continuing to expand that out, which is quite nice. And yeah, that's you know we we get to. I think the world of Japanese whiskey is slightly unique and slightly odd anyway in the way that we think about it. You know, people often think about malt whiskey from Japan as being Japanese whiskey which is weird because every single drop of the grain that's used to make malt whiskey in, in Japan predominantly still comes from Scotland, England or other parts of Europe. Whereas when we look at Scotch whiskey or if you look at American whiskeys, it's really agricultural based. You know, the, the agriculture of the local farmers really shaped the whiskeys of the land. And in Japan, that's not so much the case. So for us, we get to do, you know, wheat whiskeys and malt whiskeys in Nagata, but we also have single grain rice whiskeys from Okinawa, which is the grain of Asia and, and, and really, really pretty... You know, great award-winning whiskey, and we're really proud of it.
1: Nice. We should. Um, you got to sort us out with some samples, mate. What's going on?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Does we've got. Uh, I mean, shipping whiskey around the world, as you know, wow. isn't the easiest thing to do. But I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can figure <laughs> it might out. Just be easier just to smuggle over. <laughs> but,
1: and we we'll, let we'll
0: to say. <laughs> I think so. Actually, funny enough, I think I'll be heading back in March. So stay tuned. But for March, I'll certainly put a couple of pull downs in the carry on and make sure that you guys can can get a few
1: drams in. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't drunk huge amounts of Japanese whiskey. I mean, usually when I do, I've been to Japan quite a few times in the past, but it's normally when I'm in space, actually up Mitch's way. I go to the Highlander Inn yep. and Tatsuya-san's always got some really interesting nice bottles open yep. that I wouldn't normally be able to get my hands on, you know, and it's always a real pleasure to sort of sit and go back and forward between the malts, as you say, the, even the grains and things like that, just to see what the differences are.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, what I'd say about the Japanese, um, you know, the other brands that are out there are, are, are so dedicated to this art of perfection and that's where the Japanese have really kind of come into their own you know they've taken something that really inherently isn't from Japan and refined the process and refined the process and looked at how they can alter and, and create different flavor profiles with multiple yeast strains and different distillate styles and things like that in-house um, it's not as collaborative as the world of scotch whiskey where you know we all work you know in unison you know we all share buy sell trade barrels with each other that does not happen in Japan um, and it's odd from, from our standpoint, you know, guys like ourselves who have spent a lifetime, you know, you don't just champion Scotch, you know, you sort of, you don't just champion the Scotch whiskey brand that you work for. You know, you're a, you're a representative of Scotland. You're a representative of the, in the region of, of whatever Scotch whiskey you're talking about. And then on top of that, you're the champion and you're the brand ambassador of that particular brand in Japan. That's not the case. they they very much talk about themselves and that's really it. And for yeah. us, one of the things that we get excited about with Shibu is, like there's so much more out there. Like you can, we, sh- and that that means that there's nothing but opportunity. Okay, so when you look at these big brands from Japan, which are every single drop of whiskey that they make is spectacular, yeah. But then you've got these smaller distilleries that are making more innovation and and kind of driving the kind of conversation about, yeah, that's great. But what else could we do? And even some of those big brands are, are doing some of that as well, which is really exciting for me to see.
1: So, so oh. you're a Scottish guy. Yep. Selling Japanese whiskey in America
0: yep <laughs> I'm a, let, let's be very clear i'm yeah. a scottish guy with an italian last name living yeah. in new jersey with a business <laughs> based in california where we've got four distilleries in japan selling yeah. japanese whiskies to the americans <laughs> So
1: what scotch, what scotch were you drinking over christmas and new year then did you have a couple of glasses or was i did all... have a wee
0: dram of scotch whiskey actually so again as, as i've made no um i don't try to hide that i'm a massive glen Rothes fan but i actually had a little glendronach 21 year old as well from the old, yeah, little Parliament bottling. So, that's, I mean, that's still just great juice. Great, yeah, great juice. juice. So, yeah, what were you guys? What were you sipping on?
2: I had so much, I can't even fucking remember, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it was pretty... It, it, it kind of sucked for me because literally as we moved up here, everything was in boxes, and we just left everything in boxes, including all my whiskies. So I only had about six or seven whiskeys out, but someone did buy me a little uh, Ben riach 21-year-old. Was it 21, 25? 25, 25, sorry, which was rather nice. nice. So I managed, was I managed it a, to dig that out of the boxes somewhere. And, uh, was that a peated that.
0: expression or a, a non-peated?
2: No, it was a port finish. Port finish, oh, lovely.
1: Yeah. I nice. actually, I was working on Boxing Day, um, and I did a tasting up, up by Mitch, actually, up in Speyside. and. It was an American chap um, and he'd he'd taken over this lovely house for his family. So I went up and did a tasting for him in the evening and we picked sort of five nice whiskies, and it was brilliant. We got to, um, I got to taste again, it was an old Highland Park. I don't know if you remember the Magnus series uh, with St. Magnus, Earl Magnus and Earl Hocken. So we did the uh, St. Magnus, which was the, I think it was the second release uh, in the range and it was lovely. It's just a cast strength 12 year old Highland Park just a few, you know, a few casks uh, have gone together and pulled pulled that release out and, oh, it was nice, man. Really there lovely go, Highland man. Park. Yeah, nice and honeyed. And, are you on a Highland Park tonight, Mitch? Yeah? That's weird, man. That's what I'm drinking tonight. 12-year-old. Ah, what about you, boys? What are you sipping on? Uh, right now, I'm on the Glen Turret 10, smoky one, uh, from 2021. So they've brought out a seven-year-old for, for the 2022 release. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that compares, but yeah, this is a nice. Uh, it's the Smoky Glen Turret. It's lovely. It really works.
0: Yep. I'm currently sipping on a a little shibui Grain Select, which is um, it's it's wheat actually, funny enough. So majority wheat base, so about 95 wheat, five percent malted barley, and then matured in bourbon cask, all are also sherry cask, and finished in Japanese mizanara oak, and it's brilliant. And it's reminiscent to me of like, great grain whiskies that used to get in Scotland you know like I grew up in the Barton you know home of the Ballantine distillery and you know people often overlook as, as I know we've spoken before and you guys have chatted about in the podcast like green whiskies can often get overlooked in Scotland and you know they're, they're overshadowed by the, the, the big bold you know, world of single malts but grain whiskey I am really get excited about I think it's got so much opportunity still but I just love it you know I still, I still you, love you, boys it.
1: you boys were at you boys were at Grant's when Garvin was relaunched right? yep yeah, yeah I, mean, how was, I haven't tried a lot of that stuff. It was actually a wee bit more expensive probably than standard grain was at the time, I suspect. I oh, There's a nice, is that a 28-year-old?
0: Is a 28-year-old, yeah. Actually how, just how, picked...
1: does, how does Garvin go down as a, as a as a grain whiskey? I
2: haven't tried much of it. I think it was great juice. I just, I, I don't think the proposal was strong enough and I don't think people at that point in time were ready for that premium grain whiskey to hit the market. A lot of people just didn't get it. You know I mean? Yeah. I, I think, what was the youngest one that came out? Was it 21? Yeah, I think so. To, yeah, it went up to like 30, something like that. So people were a bit like, well, firstly, what is Girvan? Because n- not a lot of people know about it. Secondly, wow, well, a grain whiskey at that price point. I
1: don't know if I want to pay that, you know? where the whiskey works, we did the 29-year-old uh, Glaswegian, mm. which which would have come from a closed Glasgow grain distillery, which we would <laughs> now as I suppose, Port Dundas now that it's gone. But yep. it it was delightful. And I think we were selling that for about 110 or 120 quid at the time through White like McGuire. And it was brilliant. I mean, it, it's one of the few whiskies I've actually bought three or four bottles of um, and, and just have gone back to. when I see it, I generally will pick one up because yep. it's like banana bread, just lovely, you know, just yep. really drinkable stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah, I agree with your point about that. That really, like, when you get good grain, it's great whiskey, full stop, doesn't matter. Do you correct. know what I mean? It's yeah.
0: correct. Yeah. And that's so that's it. I mean, I, I will pour a Scotch whisky at some point, Jonas because obviously we're Scotland focused, but I did want to pour at least a, a little shibui to keep things. <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Last, you know, it things shamelessly yeah. <laughs> plugging.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Aye, exactly, Mitch. Like you're here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, mate, we know mitch mitch is going to be booking a wee trip to turkey soon so we'll know what's been happening that you know what i mean he'll come back with he's <laughs> like you and here like me
2: <laughs> Wait,
1: is that where you get hair extensions, <laughs> well,
2: <not> extensions mate. <laughs> <laughs> moving on from my hair let's uh move this this show on a little bit and talk about Do you want to just
0: brush past it mate.
2: Nice. Oh, You don't have to brush past it. You can comb over it if you want.
0: Oh, come (laughs) on. This is where we part ways.
2: Yeah, that's two yellow cards right there, boys. (laughs) Right, let's chat about what's been going on in the whiskey world. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, since we last recorded that Charlie episode, there's not been much happening because it's Christmas and everyone's been off uh, taking a well-deserved break. Yeah. However, we mentioned earlier on, we do have some big news about the podcast. So I think that's what we need to focus on with regards to the news and what's going on in the whiskey world, because it is pretty big. So, Daz, I'm going to pass this over to you, because
1: uh, this is basically all about you. So you can drop the bombshell. I can drop the bombshell. Well, Mitch, I have to say, look, it's um, it's been an absolute pleasure hosting the podcast with you, but we will have to sadly part ways. Um, this will be my last episode on Not Another Whiskey podcast. Uh, something I've enjoyed very much. And actually, Mitch, if we remember back to the start of this, it was just an excuse for you and I to catch up. You wanted to do a YouTube channel. Um, I, I I had an idea for a podcast, and we kind of fused the two together. Um, and uh, yeah, we've sort of... We've, how many episodes are we on? 60? 65. Sixty-five episodes, so it's been an absolute blast, mate. Yeah, but yeah, work, uh, work is uh, going to be quite demanding over the next little while. There's a lot going on, so you know, for me, it's a, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to commit to it as much anymore. Um, which is a real shame. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very pleased to be handing it over to to, to someone with uh, much better chat, uh, much better insight in the whiskey industry. And yeah, I'll let, it's not you, Mitch. Obviously, it's someone else. <laughs> right.
2: But well, dude, I mean, it's sad news. Uh, you know, I was gutted when you told me about this. But it's uh, it's an amazing experience, an amazing role that you're going on to do. And uh, you know, I wish you all the best with that. I'm really excited for you to to go and go away and do that. And it's it's a bummer that you just can't host the podcast because of of this new role. You, I mean, you're going on to do something absolutely amazing, which just means you yeah. can't do this podcast, which I'm, I'm gutted about, um, you know, so I'm at the point here where I don't have a co-host and the co-founder has basically dumped me. Um, so everyone yeah. that's listening, just to let you know, we recorded the last uh, part of the Charlie episode back in December and we recorded that and everything was good. We're all happy. And then Daz basically just turned around to me and went, Oh, and by the way, I can't do the podcast anymore. And that was it. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Actually, it was something you said in that last podcast that just really didn't sit right with me, mate. So, is that what it was? Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't
2: know what I'm going to do. Um, I'm kind of sitting here like, well, how's the podcast going to go on? Um, actually, Nicholas, what are you doing this year? You fancy jumping in on this?
0: Yep. Done. Sorry, Dad. was replaced. Mate, it's like as that? easy
1: as that. wasn't even
0: it? a It wasn't even a phone call, was it? Oh, <laughs> it right. was just the next guest <laughs> totally. takes over.
1: My microphone's still warm. What's going on?
2: <laughs> well, there you go, guys. You just heard it. So Nicholas Palaki is now going to be the new co-host of not another whiskey podcast, and we're not joking here. uh He is actually going to take over from Daz. Uh, I'm just going to mute Daz's microphone quickly here so we uh can't
1: hear <laughs> i was just um, gonna say something really nice i'm do you know when when you phoned me mitch and we're like i think i've got a replacement and i was like oh right okay and he was like guess who it was and i blasted off all these names and i was wrong three four people because it just didn't cross my mind i just assumed it would be someone here in scotland and as soon as he said ah oh, look nicholas Blackie, fancy's doing it i was like that Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm so into that man because I'll listen to you. Uh, I wouldn't have listened to all the other names I rattled off. I won't tell you who they are. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say,
0: and that's the thing, guys. The thing is about it is you were rattling off the names of Mitch's list. I was number eight on that list. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mate, you didn't even feature. That's what you said. Oh. <laughs> um, no, nah, it's nah, gonna be so fun, man. Classic. It's gonna be fun. i like-
1: I'm genuinely, but I'm genuinely buzzing uh, to. Keep following you boys and and hearing what's going on. And look, I won't be far away. So if I can uh, dive in for a wee cameo, or if you're really struggling for guests, (laughs) I can fill in at some point.
0: (laughs) I was going to say that under no circumstance will this be the last time you you're ever on the show. Like this is, and I will say this: like the show I have listened to uh, has been a blast. Like you have been hysterically funny but really insightful about everything that you talk about, and the banter between the two you guys is brilliant. So. It is a a very big pair of hairy shoes that I need to fill. So I'm looking forward to taking it over. But it is, you know, I tip my hat to you. You've done a phenomenal job. So hopefully people will still continue to listen. And yeah, uh, yeah, enjoy your banter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Big news. Big news indeed. Yeah, I mean,
2: well, I was going to say, you know, kind of behind the scenes, um, Nick and I have been working on what we're going to be doing this year uh, for the show. And it's, it's some pretty exciting stuff. I mean, Guys, what you can look forward to is better banter, more interesting guests, less yellow <laughs> clothes, and definitely better Instagram com- content. Content oh, yeah, because yeah, Daz isn't going to be looking after that, that
1: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I had it. Actually, just forget to do it. It's just as simple as that.
2: <laughs> no, it's going to be a great the year, though. Uh, you know, I you know it's kind of this is kind of weird for me because it's like saying goodbye to you, Daz, which I'm gutted about, but also welcoming. Nicholas into the the show as the, the new co-host. Uh and you know, behind the scenes, like I say, Nick and I have been chatting a away about what we're gonna do and we, we've got some amazing ideas for new episodes. Uh Nick, you're gonna come over, over to Scotland a few times. We're gonna get some some uh not another whiskey podcast lives going as well, right?
0: Correct. Can't wait. Yeah. So I mean that actually the last live show that you guys did, I thought was one of the best shows I've listened to. It was so, so much fun and feels so engaging, and that's one of the things that we want to make sure that we continue to do. Um, and the guests that you've had to date have been exceptional. So we do have, like you said, Mitch, we've, we we do have a great lineup ahead for, for this year. But uh, hopefully they will, they'll be able to match and, and keep up the consistency of what you guys have done today, because it's you know it's it's great value that you bring to the to the great value of conversation that you're bringing to the chat around uh, Scotch whiskey. And I hopefully right. we'll be able to continue that mantle.
2: Well, Nicholas, yeah. you don't have to suck up suck up to him anymore. You've already got the job, so you know, cool, Dad's fuck off.
1: <laughs> that's better that's more like it there you go
2: actually Bro, i think
0: the last time i actually saw das, in person we were in spain together does
1: yes that's there right was that yeah, was yeah, right yeah
0: just a romantic weekend weekend away you and me <laughs>
1: casual, casual weekend there is drinking a few sherries, you there know was it?
0: Yeah, a few sherries, but a bit of karaoke
1: and it was yeah there was a El <laughs> 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 it's so good we had a we've had a few people on who have been down at on, on various different trips and it always goes back to carry okay a, <laughs> it's, it's, so good. it's so good
2: well listen guys we're going to leave it there uh not really anything else to say it's a lot of lot of information for everyone to digest and you know i'm sure there's a few tears now listening to this because you're leaving baz oh. so yeah. uh what i want to do mate you're going to close out the show. It's your last episode, so uh, do
1: it. Oh, well, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thanks to all the guests that have joined us for the episodes. And um, thank you to Mr. Nicholas Palaki for uh, willingly uh, picking up the baton and and dealing with Mitch for the next year or two. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on that, mate. You've, you've won a Mitch Bessard. And, uh, and most importantly, genuinely, um, Mitch, a massive thanks for... Uh, we wouldn't have done this together, um, you know, had you not sort of chatted about it and 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 we hadn't got together and and sort of plotted all these silly wee ideas that we had and yeah it's been a pleasure mate thanks for all the editing Uh, thanks for carrying my bags Uh, thanks for giving me whiskey Uh, and and obviously thanks for making it such a blast it's been a really really good excuse for you and I just to catch up and I'm sure we'll find many more excuses to do it and actually see if you do organize a live give me a heads up man because I definitely want to be there I'll be late uh, but I'll be there for (laughs) sure
2: (laughs) for sure all right, Daz. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's been a blast doing this with you. Cheers, I guess. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers guys.